Let's talk about a um, few different things, just jumping from a few different inyanim. So, the focus, obviously, of everything, everything that we're kind of hurtling towards right now, is, uh, is Pesach slash the Seder. And the Seder is something that has a lot of, uh, even though there's a lot that precedes the Seder, there's a lot of halachic detail that goes into the preparations and the execution of, of the Seder. So let's just talk about some of the different things. Uh, we're going to, right now, we'll just skip Bidigas Chametz and, and uh, you know, move towards just focusing on the, the Seder time and then... Maybe a different time we can get to that, to, to Bedika, to stuff like that. Anyway, okay. So, on Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach is already a, a taste of Pesach. It's already, the, being that, of course, the what we're all longing for and what we wish would be is that Mashiach would come and we'd have a Beis HaMikdash and we'd have a Karban Pesach so that carbon Pesach would already be happening on Erev Pesach afternoon. And therefore, Erev Pesach afternoon does have, uh, d- does have a set... We, we, we've passed all of the Chametz times. We're post when you could do Chametz. It almost seems like there's kind of just like a collective... Oh, whew, okay, that's done, right? That's done. Okay, but now we still have the rest of the day to, to get through. So the afternoon, after Chatzos on Erev Pesach, is a Yom Tov-ish day. Very light of a Yom Tov, almost like a light Cholomoid, I guess is maybe the best way to say it. Um, So, therefore, haircuts, shaving, laundry, cutting fingernails, all those things should be done before Chatzos. Chatzos, I think, is about 107 this year, around here. And um, so all of those things should be taken care of before that. The, the Seder is something, again, that's looming. And because of that, there is another halacha. The halacha is that one is not allowed to eat matzah on Erev Pesach. When this is a serious uh, prohibition, when exactly it starts is slightly up for grabs. The Mishnah seems to paskin that it starts from Alosa Shachar, that from Alosa Shachar already one is not allowed to eat matzah. There are opinions that say it's already from the night before. It's the, Erev, it's the halachic day of Erev Pesach. So Erev Pesach starts the <coughs> night before. And when we start with the Gascham, it's already matzah is not allowed to be eaten. Uh, a lot of people probably think, who cares? Uh, first of all, also, there's, there's a minog. There's a minog not to eat matzah from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So we're already in that zone. There are those that have a minog already from Purim not to eat. Okay. But f- from a halachic perspective, it is Erev Pesach. There's a lot of I'm not big fans of matzah, so it's not an issue. Right. There are a lot of people that... It's like, I have to eat this? Okay, that's a halacha. Okay, okay, very good, very good. Now... The, the, the impact of it is that that prohibition includes all baked goods that contain matzah meal. So that means that all of those Pesach Dika cakes that are, that are gebrakt 
the non-gebrakt stuff, that doesn't have any matzah meal in it. But all of the, what they, you know, the gebrakts, cakes, anything that, that brownies, whatever it is, baked goods that are made with matzah meal are forbidden the whole day of Erev Pesach. That's where the impact comes, because you're, you're kind of stuck in the... Some of the brownies are shahakal. What do I eat? Right. So anything, right, the shahakal stuff, that's all good, right? So, but but it's, the, it's the matzah meal stuff that's a problem. Another halacha, matzah meal products that are cooked do not have the same halacha. Cooked matzah meal, so if somebody has, and the idea has to do with, it, when you have matzah, some, matzah meal is crushed matzah. That's all it is. So if I crush matzah, and then I mix it with chocolate and this, and blah, 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 right, all those different ingredients, and I stick it in the oven and bake it, I have not de matzah it. It's still matzah. And therefore, the prohibition still remains, even though it's crushed, even though it's mixed with other things, even though hopefully it doesn't taste like matzah, all those things being true, that is, it's, it's still matzah, and if it's still matzah, it's aser. The things that are cooked, so then that means I had matzah meal, and then I made a knedlach, I made a matzah bowl out of it, and I boiled that. So then we say that the boiling kind of undoes or, or overrides the fact that this is a baked matzah that, has been, that, that was baked before, and the cooking of it makes it not the same thing as matzah, and therefore it is allowed to be eaten on Erev Pesach, until, until a half an hour before Mincha Ketana, there is a zone at the very end of the day, and I don't remember, the, I think it's about 4.30 in, in Silver Spring. From 4.30 and on, there is another halacha that controls our appetite, and therefore does not allow one to eat any kind of even cooked matzo meal product, those are totally off limits. One's not allowed to have them anymore. And also even affects the other things one is allowed to eat. Meaning that one is, one is not allowed to have like a serious significant amount of food at that time because it could affect their appetite for the Seder. And the idea is that you got to come in and usually most people don't have a problem with this because by the time, first of all, you haven't eaten in the last couple of days, Anything mm-hmm. substantial, and then and then you have, um, you know, every umptive is all busy, and then it's, it's seder starts late, and then it, okay, all you get at the beginning is wine, a little tiny piece of something or other, right? Like so, it's not like uh, you, you you're stuffing yourself, but the, um, from that four thirty time and on, one is not allowed to um, be having significant amounts of food, and and not at all any kind of matzah containing product. The, there's another impact of that, especially this year, which is that on the first day of Pesach, going into the second Seder, we have the same limitation. That one is not allowed to have any kind of matzah after this 4.30 time, which makes a big difference when the first day of, of Pesach is Shabbos, because we have Shalashitas, and basically, you're not allowed to eat shalashudas after 4.30. You can have, if you want to be yotze shalashudas with fruit or with a shahakal brownie or something like that, okay, obviously that's not the most lechachila way to do shalashudas, so then that's fine. But, and that, that is, that, that's a, a sneaky um, uh, uh, prohibition or whatever thing that sneaks in 
this year is that the first day, you finish your first Seder, but it's Shabbos, you have to have Shalashidas of some form, and therefore, there, you, you got to either get it done really early. Some people will do the whole split the meal into two. It's not really that necessary. I mean, 4.30 is not exactly... Uh, is it, you have to have Shalashidas before 4.30? If you want to wash, you have to have it before 4.30. You have to, fin- you have to finish the yes. matzah yeah. before 4.30. Yeah, right. it's going to be done. So you can't eat matzah the first day of Pesach before the second Seder. Correct. So the same, so it's interesting. That this halacha of, um, of, of, not, of, of going into Yom Tiv hungry with a, with a and Shabbos, with, with a, an appetite, it's, it's really a universal issue. And so then... Anytime you have a two-day Yom Tov and the first day Shabbos and the second day is Sunday, th- there's, there can be this issue of Shalashudas. But Rav Moshe points out that, that Pesach is different because this is not your standard, I need to be hungry. This, there, there's more over here because you need to not have eaten matzah right before the Seder. There needs to be a, a difference made between matzah, that's kind of regular matzah, and matzah shal mitzvah that we're having at the Seder. And therefore, that time gap needs to be there. And so therefore, on a regular Yom Tiv, if somebody would have forgotten and said, what should I do now? Should I eat shal shudis? I miss that zman. We'd say, yeah, just do it. You know, don't have too much? Have it. On Pesach, we'd say, don't. Do not do it. You can't do it. But there is a, is there a mitzvah shal shudis on m- most Yom Tivs? Or is it just Shabbos? Shabbos. Shabbos, just Shabbos. right. Shabbos. Yeah, I don't know if we said this already, but uh, what is the reason that that there's uh, there's a time that we have to stop eating matzah? Uh, because so, I mean, the, on erev Pesach, so the Gemara says that it's basically your the matzah matzah time is at the seder. So therefore, before that, one should not have the taste of matzah, so that when you have it at the seder, it be. Whoosh, Brand new, special, different. There's also the idea of having a full appetite, but it's the special taste of the matzah that's the that's the difference maker over here, as opposed to I mean, let's say like, sukkus or something. Let's like, you know. eat anything else after that 4:30 yes. time frame. Then the appetite thing doesn't. Really right. You then we would say, listen, eat something, but uh, you know if you have an apple, it's not going to ruin your appetite, especially at your seder. It's not going to ruin your appetite. <laughs> Um, for, you know, whenever you end up having the meal. It's, it's, you know, that's fine. So if somebody wants to have fruit or something, that, that's okay. It's, in fact, it's almost recommended because you're not going to start until, who knows, what, I don't, what's, what's Manamar now, 845, eight, you know, something like that, right? So you're not going to start until then, so that's when you just get your shot of Kiddush, and then, okay, and then, you know, you got to move through the Seder. So we're talking about eating at midnight. So, <laughs> you know, if you have an apple at 445, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, but you still require yeah. Lechem Mishnah for the, for the Suda by day. So you're, you're going to be having Matzah by day. Right. So on the first day of Yom Tov, we say, have your Matzah, have your Suda, but from this 430s that's when Matzah products are off, off the shelf. We don't do Kaddish at 845. We, we, we have a whole introduction before. A whole pre, yeah. pre, pre, pre-game? Yeah. Pre-game, okay. Kaddish so is like 10 o'clock. And then I'm going to show us to say Kaddish, to say Friday night, Friday, but at, the, at night, both nights. Both nights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we say how? Uh-huh. <coughs> it will add, right, nice. it will add time.
It's, it's actually the Minnehaga of White Oak. It's not just the shoal. Oh, really? I think it's, okay. a, I think it's Nissa Spar, as my father always told me, to say Marv at night. Hallel. 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 It's, it's, you know, but I think the Grud did it. I think it's, I think really? it's the Vilna going also. Okay. I think. I think. So yeah. This point is the second second seder starts really. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, listen. Especially now, it's you know you have to wait till Shabbos ends before you could do anything of kind of preparation. So you can't even get things rolling until. My family is never ready when I come home from shul. It's not a problem for us. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> Your family's not unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different on Shabbos. You can't. You gotta have like a lechem mishnah for. For the matzah, you know, on Shabbos for this, you know, to, and just as long as you don't have it before 4.30, after 4.30, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's different than the day before, which, where you're not supposed to have any taste of it. Right, because, and, and this is something that, like, you know, even the Bir Halacha talks about. The second day of Pesach that we do, are we really not sure what the right day of Pesach is? <laughs> Like, we know, like, I, I, the fact that we do two days of Yantav, we do not really have a Sveika de Yoma anymore. It was established as what we do because of the possibility of, a, of not being sure what the real date is. But now we do know. So do we have to go so bananas about things having to do with the second day? Are you asking my opinion? <laughs> I see from your smile. I can tell by your smile what your opinion is. <laughs> well, we only have one Yom Kippur, which is the tenth, and this is the fifteenth, and we're still right. holding two. Right. So okay. So listen, that's the Kazera of Chazal. That's what we said, and that's that's what they did. But you know, but and that's why like so. Erev Pesach is Erev Pesach. Erev the second day is Erev the second. Yeah. Okay. So important Seder preparation points is that. Um, so uh, even if you're not in the Mendelowitz home, one should rest before uh, the Seder because um, it is, you know, it's, it's supposed to take some time. Um, at the Seder, we, one does not eat roasted meat or poultry. If, there is, if, if the pan has a little bit of water, even if it's like a quarter of an inch of water on the bottom of the pan, that's not considered roasted. That's already with water, even though it's not submerged. doesn't have to be submerged. Uh, so on the Seder plate, we have a zroa, which people use. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what people can get their hands on over here. I see some in, in, in bigger cities now. They actually sell sh- like bones of animals that yeah, have um, some meat on them. Yeah, Mile had like, like a freeze, uh, refrigerator case of... Shank bones. That's what they call. Yeah, all individually yeah. wrapped and. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so you, did ro- did they roast them? Probably not. It's probably raw. So you have to, whatever it is, you got to roast it. Um, some people just use a chicken wing, um, and yeah. So you got to you you got to um, so you, so it can be cooked, and then singed. That is something that you can do. It doesn't have to be like literally. Uh, you don't have to make a bonfire and, and roast it that way. And the same thing with, uh, with an egg, that you take an egg and hard boil it, then you make a little crack in the shell, and then you roast it. Because if you don't make a little crack in the shell, it will explode, right? <laughs> uh, which is not a good idea, especially if it happens inside of an oven. Some people have done that before. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> But, no, that's that's the that's called the that's life. That life teaches you that one. Okay, um, being that it's erev Shabbos, 
So there are certain things. Candles have to be lit on time. So you don't have like the kind of sliding, like, you know, when's, when's candle lighting for Yom Tov? So um, everything has to be lit on time. Everything needs to be in the oven. Like all food, all food preparation needs to be done and, and, and where it is going to be before Shabbos starts. And just something for, to think about, you know, I don't know if you guys are the, in charge of this, but um, on, a lot of times at the Seder, so if you know that you're not going to eat until 1130, so it, you won't pop it into the oven until 930 or whatever, you know, but you don't have that option here. So it's got to be on a, some sort of slow, you know, slow cook, slow something or other. Um, so hang on one second. Um, nothing. Don't make preparations for the second seder before Shabbos. Zero. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. Before he said before Shabbos. Oh, before Shabbos, you could do anything. Could we make preparations for the second seder? Oh, absolutely. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll be checking the lettuce till one a.m. Yeah. Also, so hang on. Um, one who uses, if you use horseradish before, uh, if you, for, for Mara, you it must be grated before Shabbos. Uh, so on Yom Tov, we have certain outs. If you forgot to do this, you could do it like this. If you forgot to do this, you could do it like that. But Shabbos doesn't have those, that, that, that leeway. So Yom Tov prep- food preparation is much more, we, we have, um, we, we are allowed to do a lot of food preparation on Yom Tov, but we can't do that stuff on Shabbos. So the, the marah must be graded before Shabbos um, Yom Tov. And, and then at that, at that point, one should seal it. Some people have a minute to, to like do it you know, on the spot. That is, a, that is a thing. So they can't do that. But if you stick it in a <coughs> Ziploc bag, which um, the Rishonim didn't have, so that actually keeps, that, keeps things pretty, pretty good. Um, salt water should be prepared before Shabbos. It's a very important preparation. And charosas has to be prepared before Shabbos because that also involves making, it's like making cement, hey, right? So, so, so therefore, it is, uh, it's combining things, making a thick mixture that's called lush, in, in other words, which is one of the uh, malachas of Shabbos. Uh, making uh, salt water on Shabbos is something that was done um, as part of, I think, Ma'abed, and therefore it is, um, if it was forgotten, one would be allowed to make it either by adding a little bit of vinegar, kosher for Pesach, to the salt in the water, or making just a small amount that would be good enough for the Seder. Just a, just a very why, limited why amount. Why vinegar help? It's a it, it just makes it a different thing. Because these things were, basically salt water was made as a preservative, and so, so it's just one of those things that you, you don't do. Okay. Um, the second night of, so, so Kiddush also, the first Kiddush of the Seder, of the first Seder, is a combination Shabbos, Yom Tov Kiddush. Shabbos Kiddush, is the oraisa. And therefore, even if someone is more makel or would be more makel on, on the shiurim of how much wine they can handle, on Shabbos, when it's Shabbos, one should try to um, be machmir on that first kos, at least, for, for, for the shiurim. We'll talk about the shiurim in, in, a, in a minute or two. Okay. Um, also, 
after the first day of Yom Tov, going into the second day, so whenever the Zman is, everybody has to say, Bar HaMavdu Ben Kodesh Kodesh. We have to make some sort of separation between the two Kedushas, the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yom Tov. That allows one to start doing preparations for the second Seder, including uh, washing, the, you know, turning on hot water, the different things that we do on Yom Tov, the, the, all the allowances that we have on Yom Tov. Uh, we, the second night has Havdullah baked into the Kiddush. That's part of the Kiddush. Follow your Haggadah for instructions exactly how to do it. But just to keep in mind, when pouring that wine, you do not have to have it spill over, even though many have a minog that, on, that the Havdullah wine spills. You know, that's, that's not necessary in the Kiddush Havdullah combination um, one. And as far as Bar Me'ore Ha'esh, so there are all these questions about, like, what do you do? And there are different, basically, there are different minhagim as to what to do. Some people will take two candles and, and put them next to each other. Some people will um, just look at the neros as they are and, and just look at their fingernails like that. Some don't even do the hand thing. They just look at the candles when they say bar meyorish. So different minhagim. There's nothing, right, nothing wrong. I think nowadays they sell... Um, Right, they sell the Havdalah the special, right, for just $7. You can buy a candle that has two wicks. And then it counts as a Shabbos, as a Yom Tov candle, and it's a Borim Oreho H candle. So thanks to the wonderful people of Kosher Innovations or Ner Mitzvah, whatever those guys are, they, okay, thank you. Yachnahas, right? Yachnahas, right, that's what it's called, the Yachnahas candle. Right. Yeah. Some of the Haggadahs have pictures of uh, dogs chasing rabbits on, on this page. And that's because in German, I think in Yiddish, Yaknahaz is the, the chase for the, it means the chase. It's like a mnemonic. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's funny. Okay. It's like a Jaeger, and it's a hunter. Same German short. Cool, okay. Say, the phrase to say, if you weren't, or for a woman or someone who wasn't offering, they would say, Brucha Mabdil Bain Kodesh La Kodesh? Yes. Yes. But it's in, there's something in the, the center. Yeah. Right. Okay, so then we have the four cups of wine, the, the Dalit Kosos. They, these are halachas, the, the four Kosos are for men and women. Uh, kids over five years old should also participate, assuming they're awake. And don't give them the hard stuff. Um, it is best to use a wine that has no added sugar and is not mavushal. That is what is lichat chila. Now the truth is that that's also lichat chila for every kiddush of every Shabbos. But for Pesach, people have there are people that have this hakpada. The the <laughs> there's a wine that is uh, the kedem matuk soft. Rouge. I think I said those words in order correctly, but is Matuku soft rouge? Okay, those three words are in there. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's Kedem Matuk soft rouge, I think. Um, that is, a, that is a, a very basic Kedem wine, like, you know, one of their, and it has no added sugar, and, and if you buy the, the larger glass bottles, those are not Mavushal. So that, that's, that's kind of how to... I don't know, more easily pull it off. I think the only reason they make that wine is, is for this, because other ones taste better. But, um, and they have, uh, they have a, a light version of it also. 
It's not mavushal, yeah. And then, if uh, and now one second, let me just make this. All of them, all of them. Lechachila. Now, if you have company that would cause, uh, give issues to having non-mavushal wine, just avoid it. Just avoid it. Other than access, to if they weren't Jewish, it's not so easy to get. If they're not Jewish, not Jewish, and even and even not from, could be an issue with. Touching the wine, moving the wine. Uh, definitely, I wasn't thinking about. Cause right. I was thinking about my family. We don't. Right. So. I don't have that issue. So right. Okay. So, so if you got any of that, so it, a lot of times it's just simpler. I've been at Sedarim where it was, you know, somebody is just like. You know, like, oh, can I help you? No! You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah, it is awkward, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just better to just, like, okay, let's just keep everybody breathing easy over here, and it's all good. Okay. But you can do a Seder with the boy at the table? With, at this part of the Seder? Is he allowed to be there? I mean, should we have a Seder with, with an invited boy to be part of the Seder? Um, but, uh, on Yom Tov, one should really, like, it's, it's a real... Issue having goyim as guests on on right. on, uh, on on Yom Tov in general. Ah. So at a but seder, so also right. the message of the seder does not, I don't think, lend to. Um, <laughs> I don't know when they hear Shvo Hamas Chal Goyim. I don't know, like you know, like I, I don't know how that goes over if you're just not part of the flock, you know, like. <laughs> they know what. No, okay, well, I would say that if there was somebody who was working towards conversion, okay. yeah, so that, would, that could be a different story, the but... Yeah, it's usually a sign of somebody not being Jewish is when they're excited to participate. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, in Kirov, when I was doing Kirov, it was like the most obvious, like anybody would be like, oh, I'm really interested, it would be like, okay, so your father's Jewish and your mother's not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Move on. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and, and in general, so there is this halachic issue with cooking on yomtiv is mutter for Jews. That's it. But not for non-Jews. And it creates a whole host of problems hosting non-Jews on yomtiv. So just also keep that in mind. So it's a thing. Um, okay. If one has, so th- there are these kal, the, these lighter wines. You know, Rashi, Kedem, they all have them. Um, they are, as long as, as long as you feel a little alcoholic content, five, and I think they're, they're at 5% or something, and that's fine. That, like, you know, you, that, that gives you enough of a bite that, like, but there is a specific thing about the alcohol versus non-alcohol. So therefore... Uh, if a person has a choice, let's say, let's say a person gets badly affected by wine. If a person has a choice to have a smaller shear of wine versus, you know, the chazanisha shear of grape juice, <clears throat> better to go with the smaller wine than the, the bigger grape juice. There is a thing about that. The, <clears throat> the idea of, of the, the yayin here is more than just like wine. It has to do with we're looking to, to be bederecheros. We're looking to be acting like free men. And that has to do with alcohol. That is, that, that's kind of part of that picture. So therefore, if one can get that in, one should. Now, if a person can't drink wine, don't. Then just have the grape juice. That's fine. 
Um, and somebody who it would become incapacitated or bedridden from having any kind of great product, and there are those people out there, so that's, that's a different type of shayla that they should, you know, ask their LOR. Okay. Uh, I just, yeah. uh, you may have covered this. I came away with story. Uh, if you have the mixture, though, of a little bit of wine, but mostly grape juice, is that... It's okay. The best thing would be to try to get a little bit of a feeling of the alcohol. Okay. That you that you you, know, you taste it a little bit. Okay. That that's that would be, and then then you're okay. Is the wine supposed to be red as opposed to? A yes, the wine is supposed to be red, um, and that that is a, again, it is is an absolute need. It's. I'm poor, and my favorite is this other thing, but I can't. Like, can't <laughs> like, oh, it's wine, white. Uh -huh. well, yeah, I mean the, the okay. bubbly, like you know. Oh, that stuff. Okay. Well, they make it red. A lot of that. The Malvasi. The Malvasi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so the, um, yeah, so red is a thing, and this is an interesting halacha also having to do with Shabbos, is that if, if you have white wine and you just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to put a, a drop of red in there in order to make it red, or I'll put a little food coloring in there, that's a tzoveya problem. You can't color your wine on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do that for the purpose of giving it color. If you mix the red two things... First. Uh, can you put the red in first? I think then, if, if your kavana is for coloring, I think it's still a problem. Hmm. All right? Good. Very good. Um, and that goes for Yantav too? You can't do it on Yantav I, um... I think so. I think it's an issue. I don't remember the Yantav thing, but I, I'm pretty sure it's an issue. Yeah. But if you just like a rosé, to make your own rosé... Oh, that's that great. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so if, if a person has white wine, and they want to mix grape juice in, and they have red grape juice... It's fun. The issue is, am I doing it specifically for color? If that's my purpose, then you're already like, okay, now you're messing with the malacha. Like that. Mm. But if it just happens to be, I like this wine and this grape juice, and I put them it's together, okay, sure. they happen to turn red. That's fine. You know. Okay, how much wine should a, co should a coast hold? The chazanish, which is the top shear, is 5.1 ounces. Rav Moshe says that it's 4.42 ounces. For all the cups. For the, the Dalit Kosos. Kosos. A person who is unable to, to knock those down sh can go as low as 3.3 ounces. And if somebody was going to go down to 3.3, I would say that if they can get themselves up to 4.42 or even 5.1 for Friday night for the first coast, try to do it. Without injuring oneself, uh, it's yeah. Is this the, the amount to start with, or the amount that must be uh, that the person should drink? It's the amount that the cup should hold. Okay. That's so to start right to start with. Right, so they can all they have to do is drink like more than half of it. So it is best to drink the entire coast if you can, um, but it, but rove once you hit rove you're good. Yes. So really, if you think about it. If, if, if somebody has a real issue with, like, whatever it is, it's 3.3. If you can go, you know, if somebody's in that very bedeavid situation, you drink rove of that, so you're drinking, you know, 1.8, four times, not the end of the world, you know. It's, um, but again, different people have different health things, so, you know, it's, it's uh, hard to say. Um, the coast... And again, the preferred... Volume of the coast is 4.2 ounces. 4.42. 4.42. 4 
Um, or 5.1, according to Chazanish. It happens to be, it's hard to find kosas like this. Some of the, like wine glasses, certainly are humongous. And, uh, Sounds like kosher innovations. Needs a new product for next year. It's hard to find small, right? We, we, we found. But it's like yeah, I, I think, you know, people have worked it out. I, I know we, well, one time we found, I found in Walmart, a six-ounce cup or something, mm -hmm. or five-and-a-half-ounce cup. Yeah. And I just stacked up, stocked up on them because, you know, <laughs> they're not high quality and whatever. But, like, you know, over the years, yeah, you just know that, like, okay, these are going to go, but, like, I'm not going to find these again. All right. Um, okay, and then many – and then the speed of the drinking should be as fast as possible. So if somebody could just knock it down, whammo, best. Um, you have up to four minutes – to, you know, so again, that's it's pretty spread out. What's, what's the reason for that? For what? For this having to do it quickly. Um, in order to, to to for it to be considered a single mice of drinking, so so you have up to you know so there's a shear of kadeachi less pras that 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 allows it to take over some time, Always. but right. the faster the better. But here at the seder for the dalakosos, babasachas. As, as much as you can, yeah. Um, matzah. Okay, so men and women and, and children five and up are five to eat matzah at the Seder. The matzah at the Seder has to be shmura matzah. It can't just be kosher for Pesach matzah. It's got to be shmura matzah. Shots are 30 bucks a pound. There we go. Um, thank you, Chaim. What? It's not $30 a pound by Shalom's. Depends if it's shots Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, you gotta get you gotta get the right brand. Okay, so now how does and, and, and I'm just this is this is um, something that I've learned over time from other people as just a great way of first of all saving time, uh, making sure that there's not a lot of anxiety during moti matzah, and just it's it's a smooth thing to do, and and also reducing the amount of matzah that everybody eats. That is to pre-measure the matzah before the seder, put it into bags, and have everybody have their little thing of matzah with them when, you know, go wash, pick up your little bag, sit down with it, you make hamotzi. So instead of like making hamotzi, and, and, and then you have to eat all the matzah as fast as you can, while at the same time making sure that everybody else gets. And meanwhile, if you're trying to break up and give kizesim to everybody around the table and you've got a bunch of people... You can go nuts. Um, so this takes the, uh, the multitasking part out of it. You can take a chunk of matzah, pass it to the person to your right, and then say, take a little piece, everybody, send it around, and then everybody has their kazais, has their... Okay, so now what is it... Everyone's supposed to have from the matzah you made the... It is, it is not necessary. But again, what you could do is you could just take off a piece, hand it to one person, and then have them, everybody break off a tiny little piece... There's not enough for everybody to have. You have 10 people at your Seder, you're not having 10 kazesim coming out of one matzah, even the shots are matzahs. So at our Seder, certain people say, don't give me more than the actual minimum, and some say, I want more, I want to make sure I'm really at So here, I'll give you, the best way to measure matzah, has no, there is no chart that is going to effectively measure your matzah, except maybe machine matzah, because machine matzah is... Um, very, I mean, it's Regular. done by a machine. It's all regulated as to the thickness and the... But certainly when it comes to hand matzah, there is no way, except if you weigh it. And if you weigh your matzahs, so you buy a little food scale, 
and you, have, you, you appoint somebody to go and on Erev Pesach measure out um, the, uh, I'll give you the, the numbers, um, so, okay, and, and you measure out the matzah in advance, bag it up, you will eat much less, you will give out, and people will, especially people who don't like eating a lot, they can have a lechachila shir, like the most chamer shir, and eat less matzah than the guy who's fooling around with one of those charts, they're going to have less matzah, and they're going to be yotze lechachila, 100%, because weight is the thing that takes into effect all of the density and all, of the, all, all that stuff. So, um, now, how much matzah does one have to eat? When it comes to motzi matzah, there are two mitzvahs that we're doing. We're doing the mitzvah of Lecha Mishnah, and we're also doing the mitzvah of Achilles matzah. And therefore, there is a, uh, a push to have two kizesim of matzah. There, is, there, is a, there, there are opinions that say that therefore one should have two kezaiases of matzah. How, and, and basically what ends up happening is like this. The need to have two kezais of, of matzah is at best durabana. The, the way that we determine what a kezaias is based on all of these, you know, we have all of these issues about like what's a kezaias? How big did they used to be? How big are they now? Blah, 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 right? So what we generally do is, when it comes to a mitzvah de araisa, we will take the most strict form of measuring uh, a zayis. When it comes to a mitzvah de rabbanon, we will <coughs> downgrade it and be, be 100% satisfied with the lower shear of how to measure a zayis. So for motzi matzah, you need a kezayis, a kezayis of matzah, or mid to kezayisim of matzah. Two Durabon and Kizaisim are basically the same thing as one Duraisa Kizais. So it's not even a huge impact. This idea of like, well, you have to do, have two Kizaisim, it's not a humongous impact. What we're really looking for is to have the most Lichachil Kizais, which is also going to cover your two Kizais thing. So putting all of that together, Motzi Matzah requires like a larger Kizais, Korech requires a much smaller Kizais. Because Korech is clearly. Only the Rabbanon, and only needs one kezayis. So, um, so the, the, it's 30 grams. If a if person has 30 grams of matzah for motzi matzah, they will be yotze according to every single shita that exists. So 30 grams from each matzah? 30 grams altogether. 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 The issue we have is... Atikoman has to be the size of Motsi Matzah again. Right. People like rebel. Like, what? And this is like now after like. I'll well, cool it at the meal. That's what I say. What's that? Cool it at the meal. Take it, you know. Leave some space. Leave some space. I know. It's, hard, it's easier said than done. It's like, you know, <laughs> you just had the matzah in there. Um, so so um, th- that is. Um, so those Shi'urim, the 30, 30 for Motsi Matzah, 20 for Korich, 30 for Afrikoman. That will cover a person, even though some of the matzah is going to fall on their kittel. You, know, you get those nervous guys that like, wait a second, what about the matzah that fell on my kittel? What about the matzah that fell on my teeth? I suck my teeth. And like, it's good. You're all good. It's all... Um, and then the matzah should... So then you have the... Um, there is... So it says that one should eat both kazesim at the same time. 
uh, the, the, the Chavetz Chaim of Moshe already pointed out that like that's very difficult to do. There are people who attempt to do that and they will just like chew and chew and chew and chew and chew and not swallow until they've chewed up a lot of it. It's still hard to get two kazesim in there. I don't know how people, you know, I don't, whatever. I don't think people really accomplish it. Um, I have not seen from our, the, the, if you read the accounts of our standard Gedolim's Sidarim, uh, you know, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, like, they, they were not doing that. They were eating it fast. They were, you know, they would just eat it quickly. And two minutes, if you can get it done in two minutes, that's, that's great. If you can get your shear done in two minutes, that's fine. Otherwise, you can have up to four minutes. And if you're really a slow poke, you can have all the way up to nine minutes. I've got a daughter so, who wants absolute minimum and she has a valid reason for it. It's a uh, she has difficulty. So what is the minimum shear to be you'll say that I can give her? I mean super duper minimum? Yeah. She has she has she has legitimate trouble both with the matzah and the mora, and I need to really be making with her. Um, and, and would you give her a machine? Because that's people say that's much more digestible. What's, what's, the, what's the for a person who really needs wants to be yosei completely, but wants the minimum to do that? Right. So I would say, like for the doraisas, for for like dafikomen and the motzi matzah, um, I would say they should try for twenty five grams. And if even and if that's like then then they can go to twenty. That's a push. Okay. On on the portioning, I've always used the card. I mean, there's like the big plastic card, and it's a, it, and just to put the, you know, we have now the, the hand shmora over it, like to match the, the size. Is that not recommended? It's not. It's it, the reason. It's it just doesn't take in the density into yeah, the so the thickness of the matzah right. doesn't so take that into account. More than you should be, or less than you should be. That's I don't know who made the card. I don't know what they used when they made it. That's the problem, is that like some guy made a card, and nobody knows what matzah he used. So was he using matzah that was really cardboard-like, or was he using matzah that was really super thin? So whatever he designed, it's not, right. it, it's not scientific. Mm -hmm. It must be more than you need. I'm going to guess that somebody who made a chart, right, was not looking big. to get Gehenna from everybody, so he probably made it too big, right? It comes right? out to a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, it comes out to a lot, probably, yeah. But do it before the Seder. That's right, so 30 grams will cover you for both, I mean, for, you know, for, uh, for Shabbos and for Aquila's matzah also. Everything. That's it, it's combined together. Per Seder. Got it all done. Per Seder. Per Seder. 30 grams just for that, but it's, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really additional well 20 for the Afikoma? Yeah. So it's 30 for Motsi Matzah. So 50 grams. 20, no, and then another 30 for Afikoma. 80 grams. It's not per seder, it's per yeah. eating matzah. It's yeah. per... Yeah. He calls the same as the mozi matzah. Yep. Yeah. Six grams. Wow. Yeah. By the way... Don't eat so much. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Yeah, like, the kids were little. Like, we had to fill to fish and soup. Does it take into account that? That's fine. The burnt part counts. I like it. got big. They became teenagers. It's like, where's the meat? What's going on here? No, I was saying that when my kids were little... My wife and I did gefilte fish and soup. But a boom, but a bing, out of there, right? And then yeah. we had a little bit of dessert, maybe a little bit more dessert. But <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then they became, you know, teenagers, and it was like, "Where's the beef?" 
Yeah, all right, come on, I'm a Suda. You know, vegetables, beef, come on, let's go. Like, yeah, we, uh, this is over. We got like eight, <laughs> eight course meal. So you're saying to measure all three parts? Give them out beforehand. Or have them Me- measured out. Measure them beforehand. beforehand. Yeah, yeah, all three. Put them in plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah even shop. as well. If you have any of your grandkids, it keeps them busy all Arab Pesach. You just have them, you set them up, set them up. We keep the we keep the, the Ziploc bags from year to year, so that we don't waste any that stuff either. Some of them are marked thirty, some of them are marked twenty, and that's it. And it's just like we started you know. doing this because this person needed spelt and this person needed the whole weed. And oh, the, that's what, so oh, we we lear- okay, started doing that. And I highly recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thirty and twenty. You have to weigh it. Weigh it. Yeah. 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 You get like a little cheap. Uh, yeah, it's like, it costs like ten six, bucks at yeah, Target. Six, seven ounces. Yeah. Five at Amazon. Five at Amazon probably. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nothing. It takes a second. It's it's very. Shetz is very thick. So so it's not much. It's it's a quarter. It's a quarter. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, For Maror. But but you got to weigh it on error. Yes. Yeah. No. So it happens to be. If a person was stuck, and they, first of all, if you have a digital scale, yes, you have to weigh it on error. If you have like just like one of the old-fashioned, whatever scales, so. Technically, you could weigh things for a mitzvah on on Yom Tov. Oh. Wow. You could do you could do a medida shem so mitzvah. Because but why is that rule after digital again? What's the big? Well, you just can't use digital stuff on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Yeah. Electronic stuff you can't so use. That's but. electronics. Okay, so right. I mean, it's not electronics that you can yeah. use. Yeah. It's much more accurate. Yeah. But now another just another halacha for time saving purposes that everybody should be aware of, is that. From the time of Rachza through the end of Korech, you're not allowed to talk. Because, no, and, and like the washing, what is the mitzvah of, of, of matzah? So when we eat Korech, we're eating Korech because of the possibility that that's the mitzvah. So therefore, that's why this is all one thing. The alachilas matzah is covering all the way through. So we have alachilas matzah, we have matzah, then we have the mar, and then we have the korich, which is kind of a combination of those two things, but the brachas are covering. So, so one is really not supposed to talk. And if you can get that across to your group, smooth, much smoother, because instead of everybody, you know, what? It makes it a hush of experience, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, and it, and it keeps things. Um, oh uh, no! If, if I'm saying if it's right, if it's ger- directly germane, it doesn't have to be like, "Ooh, I got a hot one," right? Like not not that, right? So we have a family trained not to talk. It's a sausage because there's a certain person that takes forever for them to finish eating each thing. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna make the bracha that covers everybody. Everyone's there waiting. Like, so, like, while you're waiting, like, and so the person eats the matzah in like 20 seconds. They're done. The whole thing. Like, I'm sitting around waiting for tomorrow now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have a solution. No, that's life. Yeah, that's Good question. Uh, if you're yeah. if you're using a digital scale before Shabbos to measure your stuff, and you use it during the year, is it okay to put like a paper towel down? Do you have to like? I mean, uh, you know, just clean it very well, I guess. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. It's electric. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you use it to measure your challah, or do you use it to measure envelopes? We typically use it 
to, I've used it to measure, I think I've used it to measure flour, like cups of flour and things like mm -hmm. that. When I was, certain recipes require grams versus cups mm -hmm. and things, so you can have to. Yeah, I mean, I would just be very careful to clean it very well. It's, it's your matzah. You don't want to have chametz on your matzah. Right. Right. Um, but I also heard that, back to the talking, and I'm talking, that even giving people signs like, mm, that is maybe a little better than talking, but still, that's not... Right, still have to... Over know, here, it's like, like if, if, it's with, if it's germane to the mitzvah, in other words, like, the mower is over there. I need this matzah, or take this, dip this in charosah. So, like, to give people instructions within the mitzvah, that's okay. Okay. Haseba, um, leaning. So, now this, this haseba of, right, that's like, you know, maybe that's from that, that, that old V8 commercial or something, but like, that, that I have the right. Uh, Nice. Should have had a V8. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, we okay, okay, you got that. Okay. Get the leaning there, uh, no, it's one of those commercials where, like, they were like, everybody was like, you know, like, you had to, like, straighten yourself out by drinking it. I don't know. Okay. That's, I may go back to. No, it's good. Okay, so um, you have to lean on something. You have to be leaning towards your left side. Not, no, not, it's not a head lean, it's a, it's a body lean, and it should be on something. Even if you're a lefty. Even, yeah, I think so. Yeah, even if you're a lefty, I right? I think you're, you're, you still have your... I, th I think your esophagus is still in the same place. Okay. Um, and then... So, so it can't be a midair. So it really has to be... So, you know, if you have one of these chairs, turn your chair sideways. You this? Yes. And then... Then you lean. Um, you should try to get your body against something. So, like, you're leaning. It's supposed to be comfortable. Probably not the table. I, know, it's like, I don't know that to be the case. We, we, I know. Use, we use pillows. Maybe that's why it's too comfortable. Well, well, but again, it's like, what's your, where's your pillow? So if somebody has a pillow behind them, so that's wonderful, but like, what it, where's, what's the left thing? So, you know, angle your chair a little. So are you saying, like, could you do the table? I'm not sure that, that, that your body is really resting on anything. Well, your if arm. You, if you lean left, then it's totally comfortable. I mean, that's like, you know, that's not good enough. Yes, it's defined as being leaning on something. On, yeah. It's leaning on something. I don't right. recommend leaning your entire couch. body on the table. We need a bunch of couches. Right. So that's what we want. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and then one should recline. And w women do not normally do the leaning. There are some who, there are some who actually have a minute to do so, but it's not, they're not mechoyev. But they should be sitting. They should be sitting, not walking around when they have their cups or matzah, that the sitting is a thing that they should be doing. Um, and then we recline by the Dalad Kosos, matzah, korech, and afikomen. That's, that's when we recline. Say, say the list again, please. Four cups, matzah, korech, and afikomen. Not the mor. Now, magid, generally the minig is not to recline. It should be said, Emo, with uh, you know, feeling, um, and during the meal there are those that have a minute to, but being that most of us find it unnatural, so we don't. I think I saw brought down the Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky would recline for the main part of the meal, but not for the soup, because. I think it's just hard to eat soup in an unnatural position, right? It's like you know, like you know. Like, yeah. you keep the spoon, like, you know, like, so, um, okay, so, 
Um, the emotion then is one of being pressured at that moment, but, but being aristocratic. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's but we have a different view of arist aristocracy, or what it means to be. Oh, well, we have a whole view of aristocracy. That's whatever. But what? Uh, no, so, but, but nowadays, like, an, uh, you know, aristocratic person sits up straight. Like, that's what we do now. That's right. That's, this that's, is, this uh, is how you look kosher. That's British. We don't yeah. slouch. We don't lean. We don't, you know, that's, that's, that, that's not, you know, okay. But, but that's, you know. But that's the emotion that should go along with yes. it. It's not just that we're mimicking what we see. Yes. It's an emotion that's attached to it. Correct. It? Correct. Now, Seder, so again, so somebody mentioned before, um, think, uh, certainly by the first Seder, the table should be set before Yom Tov. Like you, you, it should be the type of thing that you are ready to like plow into it. Um, and the focus should be on kids. If there are kids around, that's where the focus should be, even to the detriment of um, the older folks. Like if, if, it's, if, it, if you can get a kid there for longer and try to hold their attention longer, <coughs> even if you have to plow through things that maybe some of the older people like want to start talking about and this and that, but if you're going to have those discussions and lose the kids, it's the kids are the priority and the adults, um, like most things, like just like Kalamoy trips, the adults don't matter. Um, and and uh, so, so focus on the kids, try to hold their attention. I've seen people say that you should not ask the children questions, like at the Shabbos table, they have the things from home. Because the purpose is to say this for them to ask you questions. Well, I would put it like this. Um, I understand that schools have things that they have to do with the kids to teach them about Pesach. Uh, I, I don't know how the teachers didn't get the memo about what the Seder is all about. And this is something, whatever, there's a long, everybody has this, everybody has this beef. This is like a thing. But yes, like, and there's this balance you have to strike between there are little kids, and they worked hard on something. So you have to say, like, oh, that's such a nice Haggadah. Okay, put it away. Um, <laughs> all right? You're, you're, you're not on Tor Masora's favorite reverence. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I couldn't get a job. Uh, I, feel like I, I feel like I was blackballed or something. Uh, so th that, like, that is, you know, it's nice. And, like, it's, it's um, and so the projects... It's again. If it's part of keeping them engaged, is to tell them how much you appreciate what they did. But the the idea has to be, um, and, and I'll, I'll somewhat agree with you, is that the idea is to engage them. So sometimes it involves them asking you questions, but sometimes their kids are holding by Shani or their They don't know what to ask. So in which case, so you have to figure out what to ask them, and they're. You know, the schoolwork is, is whatever, but it's the stuff at the Seder plate. Like, the Seder plate is there for a reason. Talk to them about what's on there. Ask them about, um, you know, what they think happened in Mitzrayim. And try to engage them in the story of everything. The, the, the Haggadah is not, and, and maybe, we can, maybe we can talk about this a different time. Maybe we can uh, um, get together again about this. The Haggadah is not designed to read through and get the story. It doesn't say it. <laughs> doesn't say it. it. It's a bunch of, it's reading a Gemara. 
What is it? It's just like, peace, you know, blah, blah, blah. Zu hadever, that's dever. Like, you're like, why in the world is dever the only maka that's like specified? Like, what is going on over here? Like, you know, yeah. that's the mata, and all of a sudden, right? Ten words. Yeah, 11 words, because makas bachoros is two words. So then you have the ten makos, the tzachadash b'achav, and we're on to the yamsuf. Like, what do you think? What happened? Like, where's, where's Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Like, when did any of this stuff happen? The, the Moshe Rabbeinu is not talked about. It is the whole um, uh, the Haggadah is designed as a springboard. It's a springboard for you to, to use your voice and to, to figure out what to say and how to bring it to whomever you're talking to depending on the age, depending on the interest, depending on, you know, and, and you, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's quite a personal thing where a person has to really think in advance about what it is that they want to do and what they want to accomplish with their Seder and figure out <clears throat> focus points. One thing I will say is that the whole beginning of the Seder that these kids tend to have lots of divetor about, it's, it's, it's not, that's not the Seder. Seder starts at Manashtana, Avadim Hayinu, moving on from there. Why Rabbi Lazar ben beard turned white at the age of 17? At the Seder, who cares? Um, why these five rabbis, it was specifically these five rabbis, why were they in Debrak, why were they talking all night, why didn't they see the sunrise? These are wonderful things to talk about during the day. That these the, that has nothing that that's that these are things that are preamble to the seder. Basically, what we just said was that um, even if everybody knows Torah, it's mitzvah Then we say, here, I'll show you. There's a story of people who did it. Great, move on. Like that's that's all that's supposed to be. Not that, that there's nothing over there that talks about Mitzrayim. We, we have to, we have, and what, what happens a lot of times is that people get through there and then they finish talking about, and, and uh, you know, and then like, oh my gosh, Chatzos is in 12 minutes, let's go. And then, you know, and then you zip through the rest of the thing, quickly sing Dayenu and, and try to get the matzah done. Like that's, that, that's, no, not, not, don't do that like that. That's, that's the wrong way to do it. That's what the mitzvah is. So if that's what the mitzvah is, then why is that story brought down? <laughs> it's brought down, it's like, it's, it's just showing us something. It's showing us that, like, here, you want to know that it's mechayiv? There. There's, you see, like five, a, five great rabbis did it. Next. We should have a, a separate, you know, um, um, you know, piece to talk about during the day. Yeah, could be, could be. Well, but you see, but I'm just saying, you see from the whole Haggadah that it is not, Designed as the storybook, it's really not. It's it does yeah, not say so, anything about so why, it. So why? So why don't we bring? Why don't? Why isn't there a halacha that we bring this story? Um, we talk about the story during the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. That I don't know why. Like why they didn't say it outright. I'm not sure, but um, you know. Th- but but that is uh, clearly like if you look at the round, you look you look at the rishonim. They were not expecting people to be focused on those things. That, you know, the expectation was that a person would go and talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. As, as, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. So over there you have like the beginnings. So Arami Ovid Ovi, you have like the beginnings of like Yaakov Avinu in Golos. Um, it's a sense of like the Golos experience happening. So yeah, so, so there's yeah. a beginning over there. I've and heard. then... 
I've got people at the Seder that Seder gracious is their favorite part. They were talking about Lavan and Esav and all this stuff, and, and, and you know, they, they relate to that. And, and so okay. it's hard just to say, no, we're not going to talk about that. Right, but it's, it could be more like, you know, like, let's, let's learn about Mitzrayim, and then you can tell us, you know, a lot of times the, the way they do this is that, you know, like, you have, like, the, um, you know, Lahavdal. I have, like, you know, all the Star Wars movies, and then, like, they go to the, um, you know, then, then they have the, 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 the prequels, you know, like, so then you, you can tell people to afterwards talk about Lavan and everything he did. Um, <laughs> so, on the levels of importance, uh, how are you, uh, how should one assess after the, the pseudo when we go through the nishmas and all that I mean is that how's that relate you know afterwards when we say the nishmas and parts of like that so you know something let's let, I, I, believe another like you know okay. I'm serious about this session, yeah okay. yeah okay. should we do next Sunday morning like yeah. a session about that like yeah. about like the yeah. Seder itself, like the yeah, the, the inner the way. inner workings of the Seder. Everybody's kind of falling asleep at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, now, just some 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 few more quick halachic points. By Kaddish, many have a minug that everybody makes their own kiddush. You know, th- there's no right or wrong way of doing that. Um, one should have in mind when saying shachianu. So there are lots of mitzvahs that we that we have to have in mind to cover. It's not just about <coughs> kiddush or the day. The Shachion was going on the matzah, it's going on all of the mitzvahs that were, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, I'm it's going on all of those things. Um, Urchatz in Karpas, so the Urchatz is washing one's hands. The Karpas, and, and the no bracha. The Karpas is supposed to be less than a kezayis. When one makes the bracha, bar pri they're supposed to have in mind also the mar. If a person would mistakenly make an al which happens, then one should actually eat a kezayis of karpas. Interesting. Okay. Make another bracha when it comes to the morrow? No. That's it. No, it's got everything covered still. Another until it's a dime later. Yes. But yes, another until it's a dime later. Yes. Yachatz, so the minog is to take the largest matzah that you have, the largest of your three, or even though most of ours are pretty standard, but the largest of the three ends up being the middle matzah, and then after you break it, the largest chunk is the afikoman. Um, manishtana, different minhagim, but again, a lot of places everybody says it, not just the, not just the kid. Uh, everybody should participate in magid. People should try to understand what they're saying. So, it's, so if it is, if based on your crowd, it's necessary to have English readings and stuff like that, no problem. Go for it. It's, it, is, it is the correct thing to do. Um, Notwithstanding, it's not telling us the whole story, but we do want to say it. Yes, yes, yes. It's an interesting, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yes, that, that's an important thing. Um, okay, rochza, so we mentioned before, after washing, so one is supposed to um, not talk until the end of korech. Uh, the moti matzah, so by hamotzi, you're holding on to two and a half matzahs, and then by, after you make hamotzi, you drop the bottom matzah, uh, not too hard, and you make the alachiles matzah on the one and a half, and then from there you create a distribution where you keep for yourself. Now your your matzah, the, the leader of the series, he's always going to be guessing on his kazesim because um, because he can't you can't weigh that in in advance. I mean you can know how much your matzahs weigh and then do math whatever you want, but like you, so you know. Are we saying the balabayas has to eat? 
all of his matzah from those matzahs that he made the bracha? Yeah, he should, yeah. And then he should have one kazais from the top matzah, one kazais from the middle matzah, and then give the rest out to let people pass him around and take little chunks. Um, and, uh, and, and the, the, again, Haseba is a necessity. Otherwise, you're going to have to eat it again. Don't want to do that wrong. Um, <laughs> Maror, so it is okay to combine lettuce and horseradish together. Different people have been hugging about that, what, what to use, but combina- combining is not a problem. Um, uh, so Korach, again, we said that, that it's lechachila to lean. Shulchan uh, Aruch, different people, there, there is a minhag brought down in the Ramah to eat hard-boiled eggs in salt water. Some people have that minhag. Uh, it is best not to schlep out this meal. This is, this is um, you know, get through it and try to get to other parts of the Seder and leave over room because we know the Afikoman is coming. So, um, that, you know, okay, and we try to hit the Afikoman by... Shear for the Mara is an ounce. It's a, it's a if, if you could imagine okay. taking but whatever. You mean for the romaine lettuce or for the horseradish or both? Both. But a, so I'll give you a volume, a way of looking about the volume. Now the lettuce, to use to use a chart for the lettuce is not so bad because lettuce is is relatively here standard. Or stalks here. Right. Both. It is relatively standard. Uh, this you know, Hashem makes things kind of standard over there, but. Uh, one way to imagine it is if you had a one-ounce shot glass and you stuffed it in. So that would be the shear. So if you have like a little bit of horseradish and then you have a leaf, like one of those big whole leaf, a whole leaf, if you would try to crush that into it, it would fill up a shot glass, no problem. So a leaf and a little horseradish, you're good to go. Um, it seems that's not a question, it's a statement. Uh, yeah. It seems that there's like two energies pulling at the same time in the Seder. One energy wants to accomplish what has to be accomplished and get out because they want to have dinner and they want to go to bed. Another energy wants to get in because we want to go deeper into the story, deeper into all the details. The pleasure, you know, a lot of, in spite of our comments, is the pleasure to get engrossed in this and not, not just to knock it off and get out. Right. So is, is that... Is that an inherent conflict, or is it something to, to enjoy and relish, or how do you deal with that tension? It's the, it's, it's the tensions of life that, get, that create the pleasures, I think. So, yeah, but there is definitely a tension of the clock, what we're doing, which part I like versus which part you... Like, you know, there's all that stuff, and it's trying to create that, that so balance. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. That yeah. Would be what you have to shoot yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, what? Relax at lunch. Yeah, relax at lunch. Um, okay, by when eating the afikomen, one should recline and don't mess that up because otherwise you're going to have to eat it again. Um, after eating the afikomen, one should not eat anything and even drinking anything that may have even a, a, a strong taste, one should avoid. If you want to drink water, that's fine, but otherwise um, no other... Tastes in one's mouth. See the article in the rabbinical council. See the article in the rabbinical council. Very good. So for the after you come in, um, so um, you would mostly be eating another matzah and then a little piece of the after you come in so that you can share the. Yeah. Everyone's taking the piece. Yeah. Um, and then barich. Uh, so um, 
so the so then um, so by so whatever we bench the the leader of the seder is generally the one if there's a muzuman he's the one who leads the muzuman that that's that's the minhag um, one should that kos after benching one should recline for many uh, and then we have the kos shalaliyahu and many will leave that over covered and use that for kiddush the next morning so minhag that's there so tonight like you know. It's there, so use it for another mitzvah. Um, halal at the Seder. Women are required to say the halal at the Seder. It's still part of the Haggadah. Uh, if there are three, more, three or more people at the Seder, so then you should do the Hodu and the Ana Hashem's responsively, like in, like in Shul. Uh, again, one, the, this is a reclining that should be done for the coast. And the last one, one should try to knock down as much of the coast as, of the last coast as possible, or at least the 4.4 ounces, because you want to be able to make that bracha chrona. Because it's, we make a bracha chrona, so you need to have like the shear of wine in order to, to be chayv in it. So that's why the last coast you try to knock down as much as possible. 3.3 is not enough? What? 3.3 is not going to be enough? Uh, 3.3, I guess, if, if you're doing the 3.3, then, yeah, okay. Right. Be okay. Although the one who runs the Seder could make the bracha and others answer, I mean, if, if it's both. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, by Nirza, if somebody fe- fell asleep, there is no chiv to wake them up, although sometimes it's fun. Um, many have a minhag to, uh, to say shir hashirim after, after Nirza. Uh, I wonder if that was established by people who didn't want to help clear off. And um, although it is brought down that, that one should be occupied with Yitzhiyah time all night, the, the, the general mahalach is that if, if you feel like you're... So on Shavuos, we will, like, you know, kill ourselves to stay up all night, and even though it's a lot of times that the, uh, you know, the, the next day's davening is a little whatever. Uh, when it comes to um, this, we don't have that same angle, and therefore, if if one feels like their chakras will be affected, you can just go to sleep right after the seder and get up the next morning and uh, dive in normally. Do you have to go through really all those songs? I mean, we do it for the kids or something, you know, the Eichel Miyodea, the Adir Hu, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That's part of our Nusach Agada. Yeah, those things are. I mean, you know, they, I don't think they go back to the Gaonim, but they are. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Our, I would tell you Yeah. Four cups of wine helps. If you don't enjoy it, have more wine. Yeah. Not to say Krishna Alamita or is Asr on Pesach night. Basically, this is a little shmora. Yeah, don't say Kriya Shema Not supposed to. You say the first paragraph of Shema and Tamapil, and that's it. And Tamapil, but nothing else. I would imagine that saying more is almost like not trusting. Right? Like, if you want to think about it, like, it's not like a, a Chumrah to say more. It's almost like, it's a Leo Shemurim. You don't need to say more. But you don't say Shema anyway, because we delay Marv. Until it's really, you know, three stars in the sky, unlike the standard Shabbos. So you've already you've already said Shema. Is that is that what no, you no, do? No, here? no, no. We we, we, we try <laughs> to uh, finish because we say Hallel here. So we, we we try to on the first night. So uh, Shema, you're not on the first night. You know, on Friday night at least, 
you know, we, uh, Mr. Shabbos, will probably try to do it at the earliest time afterwards that you can. But really, on, on Friday night, we'll uh, just try to arrange everything so that you can still walk home to the Seder. Uh, and then by the time you get home, you can begin right away. So it's, that's okay, what we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, no, we, I don't think we're waiting till 50 yeah, to make, say no, Shema. No, 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 because there's hollows for 20 minutes down week. So. Right. There's always a shear, though. And then once the Shabbos, it's also going to be a little tough this year, but you just try to do the most makeable way to. We'll figure it out. We'll be being in Seder at 10 o'clock at night. I mean, you know, it's not. Can, can we work this out before the five?